within printed page rests fates unseen, doused in ink and laid between, shadows lurk within your findings, to other realms and beyond the binding. Hello, I'm Max Lopez, and this is another episode of Beyond the Bindings. I believe we're into our third week of February now, so uh, this will be our second-to-last book here in February, so pretty exciting. And uh, this week I read something that's very, uh, I don't want to say unusual for myself, but it, it is uh, realistic fiction, and I, I just something I don't typically touch a lot, especially modern realistic fiction. I think I try and go back to, or I've been trying to go back to classics like reading The Invisible Man a few weeks ago, as well as Ernest Hemingway books that I had covered at the beginning of when I first started making the podcast, and even before um, the podcast, like right around the time that I kind of got the idea to do it, I was doing some more uh, Ernest Hemingway, and I've been trying to switch it up, especially this month, and uh, I've come across a book called Salvage the Bones by Jesmyn Ward. This book was published on August 30th, 2011, and it actually takes place in Mississippi on the Gulf Shore, and it follows a working-class family who is kind of prepping for Hurricane Katrina. So the book takes place in 2007 in the South, uh, and it, it is a really good book. Jasmine Ward is, a, is an excellent writer. Her prose are fantastic. It reads really well, and uh, she keeps it very interesting. And so this book follows the main character whose name is Esh, and Esh and her family live on what seems to be um, kind of like a farm. And, and they weren't really clear on if they're growing crops or anything like that, at least not that I picked up, but they did refer to different farm equipment throughout, as well as uh, her dad seemed to be working on the land with, uh, with a friend of theirs named Big Henry, who seemed to be coming to do uh, farm hand type work with them. Now, uh, a lot of this story's plot, besides the main point of it, which doesn't really occur to the end, which is the them actually prepping and dealing with Hurricane Katrina, actually revolves around Ash's older brother, Skeeta, S-K-E-E-T-A-H, Skeeta, I believe is how you say it, is actually, he, uh, he fights dogs. So, I mean, that, obviously a very uh, terrible aspect of this book i mean not terrible like it it doesn't i don't think the book's bad because of it but definitely a horrible thing that i disagree with but it is a huge part of this entire plot which is is mildly disturbing but just because like i i disagree with dog fighting i'm such a dog lover i have two dogs franklin and bowie they're my best friends uh and i just i can't imagine i i just can't imagine people actually doing this with dogs and uh, Skeeta is, I mean, he does dog fights. He really loves his dog. Now, his dog is a pit bull named China, and China is like, uh, she's like the fighter. Like, the, like, she is a champion dog fighter, which it feels so weird talking about this topic, but it's a huge part of the book. And you find out right away at the beginning that, uh, they're trying to breed, uh, breed China with another fighting dog so that they could have a litter and Skeeter really needs to make money off of this. And throughout the entire book, it's very clear that the, the family is struggling with money 
and uh, which which adds some an interesting layer, especially leading up to like their ultimate worry of of Hurricane Katrina, where it obviously it doesn't matter how much or little money you have, you can be greatly affected by a natural disaster such as this. And uh, it does create a lot of tension amongst the family throughout the entire book. So some of the main the main characters really revolve around. Esh, who is the main character, she seems to be around 16 years old, uh, Her and her older brothers are each consecutively a year older. So her uh, middle brother, his name, her brother directly older than her is Skeeta, and the oldest brother is Randall, and they actually have a brother named Junior who is significantly younger than them, and Junior is about uh, eight or nine years old is what, what they make it seem like in the story. I, I'm pretty sure that Ward labels him as eight or nine years old or eight or nine years younger than um than ash i might be mixing that up but regardless of that throughout the story you find out that ash's mom actually died in labor with junior and so her dad has been raising the four kids on his own and definitely is struggling he's a very ornery angry man throughout this entire story and uh, he's dealing with alcoholism as well, which plays a pretty big role throughout the entire thing. And uh, Ash and her dad seem to have a good relationship with each other. Actually, her dad seems to have a good relationship with all of the kids except for Skeeta. And there seems to be a lot of conflict revolving around uh, Skeeta and his dad, specifically because of the dog China. And especially, you're dropped into the book and, and China is, is basically giving birth. Um, to her litter of puppies and so it starts out very chaotic just in general because the birth does not go well um, it's very graphic and it's very very well written and it, it does really paint a picture of how little Skeeta actually knew what he was getting into as well as um, how how un underprepared they were to deal with the entire situation and uh, several of the puppies I, I, I believe at least one uh, was dead as soon as it was born and slowly a lot of just the the whole the whole process of trying to raise these dogs does not really go very well actually um at one point they uh they give um like china's not doing really well and they in order for the dogs to survive they need to be able to have china do very uh you know need to have china in pretty much tip-top shape or as best as possible for just having a litter of puppies and that creates a lot of struggle in the story as well so there's a lot of um just kind of chaotic moments that revolve around Skeeta just being so young and really kind of getting himself into something that he really shouldn't be getting himself into and really doesn't know you you get a pretty big sense that he was completely underprepared he wasn't ready to um, deal with this situation and he was strictly looking at it from a money aspect and this whole side of it that is so hard to get to come to terms with as a reader of that he's eventually going to sell these dogs so that they can be fighting dogs and uh throughout it's kind of just it's all told through esh's perspective so you do have to um she doesn't really have much of an opinion she doesn't really seem to 
disagree with the fact that they're they're using China and plan on using these other dogs as fighting dogs. But she's also young and just kind of a product of her environment. So I, it doesn't really necessarily seem like anybody has a problem with it besides Randall and besides their dad. And it doesn't even seem to be a moral issue. It seems to more revolve around just the fact that they think it's kind of a big pain and uh, Skeeta is using too much of his time. He's really, really quite obsessed with it. And like I said, I believe Ash is about 15 or 16, and so that would make Skeeta 17, and that would make Randall about 18. And uh, all of this conflict kind of comes to a head eventually within the story, and you, uh, they even take China, who is, you know, just had given birth to a litter within the last couple of days, because the story takes place over the course of about uh, two weeks, I would say about 12 to 14 days, and uh, each chapter is broken up into a different day, so... It's really, uh, it's really pretty dramatic in that sense because uh, there's like a huge conflict between the father, uh, like the the owner of the dog who is the father of China's litter, because he wants some of the dogs, but not enough of the dogs survive. And of course, the way that they're going to settle this problem is a dog fight with the father and with China. And China is still had is just healing herself from this fight, and Skeeta so selfishly brings her to go fight and. It's brutal. It is so incredibly graphic, and I think that Jesmyn Ward did an amazing job writing the scene um, and really creating that sense of chaos, and I think that's something that she really does an amazing job with in her uh, her prose in this story is just, um, she's to the point, but but she also is very clear and graphic, which, you know, is brutal to when you're thinking about the content of these two dogs fighting, but... I mean, she does a really great job. I kind of, um, I had talked about in my last episode, um, Black uh, Black Leopard, Red Wolf, I had discussed about how, how well that author did with his, um, specifically with his battle scenes and the graphic nature of those and how detailed they were. And in a way, she does do that in this story as well. A, a lot of it revolving around these chaotic aspects of the story this particular dogfight, and then eventually leading up into um, when the hurricane actually starts. And so that's kind of the gist of, like, mainly the story is about that, is about Ash and her brother, and you eventually find out pretty quickly that Ash is pregnant, and so she's kind of nervous about telling her whole family about this, which does create um, the sense of tension that she has because she really doesn't want to have the baby, and uh, her family doesn't have a lot of money, and she can't afford an abortion, although it's something she's talking about. And that kind of brings in some more of this graphic, chaotic nature that you you get a lot of throughout this story, is she's so young and so unsure of herself and so unsure of what to actually do in this situation because she's she's lost her mother and she doesn't have anybody to really console with that she's not nervous about. And... She's specifically nervous about uh, telling her dad, and uh, which, you know, rightfully so. And that all kind of comes to, to a head eventually as well. And I guess it ends up in a different outcome than she would have initially, um, she, she initially expected, which uh, is kind of interesting and very well done. I think that uh, she does a great job, at, Jasmine Ward does a great job at keeping the characters uh, simple yet have quite a bit of depth to them. Like by the end of the story, you don't really feel like you've 
gotten dropped into their life and read their autobiography or anything like that. And it's not something you really need or, or, or need to expect out of the book as well. You're given that snapshot of their past experiences, what happened with their mother, how she passed away, how that's kind of affected the rest of the family, and where that has kind of led them up until this point. Because honestly, that that is essentially the biggest aspect of this story is Ash kind of dealing with motherhood and the accepting of becoming a mother and it, it's not something that uh, I, I'm obviously, I'm not going to have to experience that, but es- essentially I, I assume it's very similar to coming to terms with being a father, being a parent of any of any type, which I'm, I'm not. So it was very interesting to see like this acceptance part of it. And it seems as if that's something that anybody who becomes a parent or becomes of, um, you know, some caretaker of of a young human it has to come to terms with. And I think the main point is Ash just isn't ready for it right away. And she's so nervous because she doesn't have anybody to console with. She doesn't know who the father is at first, although she is pretty sure of it. And it's just, there's a lot of tension in within her that she has to come to terms with. And it all kind of ends up being about this motherhood piece, which is really cool that she ties that in with, with China the dog as well. Because Ash learns quite a bit about this motherhood aspect through the dog, which I I picked up quite a bit. I'm not sure. I, I mean, I know for sure that Jasmine Ward that was intentional for that she definitely intended on putting that in there. But uh, it it does you do you do need to read between the lines. It's not something that she was specifically like here. Look, this is this is a main theme. So huge theme in this story just in general is motherhood, and I thought it was uh, I thought it was beautifully done. I thought that the transition from her being so unsure of herself, um, basically wanting to since she couldn't afford an abortion, wanting to figure out a way to to get rid of the baby on her own, which is incredibly scary. To, from that, like, absolute low, low, all the way into this acceptance piece, which I think really creates a lot of the beauty that this story has to offer. And I think that Jasmine Ward did an incredible job with that. And, I I mean, I I think that it's something, uh, I I think that it's a book that a lot of people could enjoy just because of that parenthood aspect. It's not a very long story. I read it in just, like, three or four nights. Um, it's about 260 pages, at least the copy I had, and it read it reads very easily, um, in a very very pleasant way as well. Uh, the story itself is rather chaotic and and uh, disturbing, I'd say at points with for me with the dog part of it. But other than that, it, it's a it's a really quite an incredible book. I think that it's it has a lot of powerful themes to it with that motherhood piece, um, the concepts of love, the theme of love, kind of running throughout accepting parts of your family that you know aren't the prettiest that are that are somewhat ugly but still being able to respect them for for being a huge part of your life and being a huge part of the way that you're able to to live your life companionship falls right into that theme as well uh, knowing that you can rely on each other and all three of these themes or all two of those lead up into the biggest one uh, which is which is family just in general and once I had picked up that family theme, that's where kind of that puzzle piece clicked, um, why the story is called Salvage the Bones. Because I guess, in my opinion, I would not done any research on this or, or 
looked into if this was particularly the reason Jesmyn Ward named the story Salvage the Bones, but I believe it revolves around her mother dying and her mother kind of being like the fulcrum, like the centerpiece of the family that always kept things together. And when she passed away, the family was left to salvage the, the bones of, of what remained. And I think it took a really long time to collect all those bones. And in a very odd way, the uh, coming of Hurricane Katrina is kind of what is the final piece that brings them together. And I know it's a, it's a, a very intense and a very brutal way for them to finally come together and realize that without each other, we're never going to be able to continue and grow as individuals we need to continue and grow as a family in order for us to continue and grow as individuals which is such a beautiful theme and it you know as as perfect or as as not i mean i know not nobody will say my family's perfect at least most of us wouldn't nobody would would make that claim it's a pretty big claim but I think it's it's a theme that is so prevalent in the story, and I think it's such a beautiful thing for anybody to really take away from, from it and bring into their own life because it is so important that we that we main that maintain that companionship with the people we love because it is truly how you grow as an individual and how you continue to make gains by yourself through creating that companionship with with your family with your new with the family you're creating on your own with your wife or significant other of any sort or with your dogs it doesn't matter it's just that is such an important part of how you grow by yourself is growing with others um, whether those people are related to you or not whatever you consider your family is continuing to grow now uh, eventually throughout the story their dad is like obsessed with hurricanes or he's uh, obsessed with um with like preparing for storms that are coming and they live on the Gulf shore in Mississippi. I've actually only driven through Mississippi. I don't think I've ever spent any time in Mississippi. Um, no, I, I've been to Alabama before on the Gulf shores, but I've never been to Mississippi in particular. And so he's kind of preparing for this hurricane, which is hurricane Katrina, obviously the most, uh, catastrophic hurricane, at least since I've been alive. Throughout it, they reference uh, older ones. They talked specifically about the one, um, I think it was Hurricane Camille, and it was like the one that uh, Ash's mom had told her about when she was younger, uh, just to kind of make her feel better and show her, like, this, this is the one that I was able to survive. That was the worst one I had dealt with. And so her dad is prepping for this, and you can tell he's really concerned, and nobody else seems to have the concern that her dad does about this hurricane. And at the time, it was a hurricane, or it was a Category 3 hurricane, which I know that hurricanes happen a f quite a bit in a year. Uh, category 3, I, it goes to 5, I believe. And so Category 3, I assume, is still pretty darn bad. So her dad is prepping for it. Nobody else seems to care except for Randall. And uh, Ash definitely is still caught up in her whole thing with being pregnant. And Skeeta is just completely wrapped up with the, the dog breeding and fighting the dog. And so he could really care less. But their dad is super nervous about it. And eventually the hurricane hits. And right the night before, which I believe this is actually true, is when... Um, I, I'm sure this is true. Uh, that the night before Hurricane Katrina actually hit the Gulf Shores and the levees broke within... Uh, 
you know, a couple of days, or I don't know if it was that day in New Orleans, but uh, however that all went down, it uh, it they bumped it up to a Category 5. So it, it got significantly worse, and the, the scene, like, I knew that this book was about Hurricane Katrina because it, it talks about it on the back. I had flipped through the, uh, the end of it, and she, Jasmine actually does a little write-up and a Q&A that discusses uh, living through a Category 5 hurricane. And you can tell that Jasmine Ward lived through Hurricane Katrina because it was it was so well detailed. Like I couldn't write a book about a about where a hurricane happens and it to be this detailed on like what the experience would have actually been like. Like I could assume and I could obviously do my research, but she writes it to the degree where you're like, this this is real this what this was lived although the story is fiction this aspect of it is very very real and it's chaotic and a lot of that chaos that i had talked about earlier with the dog fights and skeeta's inability to really um to or skeeta's like lacking of uh of of order in his frustrations and everything he's dealing with earlier in the story and uh, it's just very very well written as far as how the picture that she paints of what they actually went through and it is uh like it, i don't want to call it beautiful but it is beautifully written uh of something that is such a, a giant disaster and such a big uh, something that so greatly affected so many people and I think that this is a really important book for anybody to read, uh, just as far as the struggle that um, people face, even when they're not these Category 5s, like how somebody's life and everything they've ever worked for and everything they've ever cared about has it can just be taken away so quick, quickly by these natural disasters. It's, it's, it's hard to deal with something so tragic when it's brought on by yourself, um, but something like this that's so uncontrolled, so, so you're, you, everything is absolutely out of your hands. And you see that, like, that's why I think her dad is prepping so much. Obviously, he's prepping so much because what else? You need to do something. But it's just he's trying to hold on to, to what he could possibly hold on to. And it just crumbles at, at the very end of the story. And it is, it is so well done. I think that she does an incredible job writing that and some it, she makes it so real and I, it's one of those parts like I did read this book pretty quickly but once you get to that you've been kind of waiting for it the whole time and it just goes down and you I just burned through the rest of the book at that point and again this is a really out of this is not something that I would typically like a couple of years ago I, I it's not that I don't respect this book or respect this style or uh, or realistic fiction at all like I, I I can enjoy it, and I've learned that I can really enjoy it, and it's uh, it's just re it's just really out of the box for me. Um, while being, you know, not, I just love the fantasy and sci-fi stuff so much. So it's uh, it's it does seem unusual for me to to get into these realistic fiction type books. But when they have these this heavy drama aspect, I think uh, it's something that I can always kind of. Uh, come with and really enjoy so salvage the bones by jasmine ward delightfully surprised with not only how um awesome and well described aspects of this book are but uh just her her prose are really good she's a great writer uh, i think that 
uh, it did get a National Book Award, uh, which totally deserved, especially the relevance to, you know, this book is going to be like the the historical relevance of this book in a hundred years, people are still going to talk about Hurricane Katrina. And this book does a good job at giving you the snap, a snapshot of what somebody's life actually was like to actually to, to live through it. So really beautiful book, Salvage the Bones by Jasmine Ward. I, I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, moving forward, we have one book left in February. I am very, very excited. We are going to cover the fifth season by N.K., Jemison, uh, I have not started it yet, uh, and it, this is a fantasy book. This is a full-on fantasy book, which so I've kind of gone back and forth through February with Black History Month. I did Invisible Man, I did Black Leopard, Red Wolf, I did Salvage the Bones, back to uh, realistic fiction, and now I'm going to jump back into fantasy with the fifth season. Now, I believe this is actually a trilogy, so pretty excited, pretty excited to uh, to jump into that this week, so... As always, uh, follow me on Instagram. If you have a local library, go get a library card. Uh, libraries are amazing. Libraries, uh, you know, it's such a great experience to be among all the books. I don't know what it is. I, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but highly recommend it. No point in spending all your money. Spend some of your money on books. These authors do deserve it. But I'll go check out books from the library. It's definitely worth your time. So uh, as always, I'm Max Lopez, and this is Beyond the Bindings.